to go into, let's call it the internal cauldron of my emotions. Welcome to the Internal Cauldron of Emotions, a Nick Cage tribute podcast. I am Erin. And I'm Tammy. We're two besties who love to drink and watch Nick's movies, so we combine our superpowers. Each episode, we pair a themed cocktail with the movie that we are reviewing. So join us as we journey into the internal cauldron of today's movie. We spun. Fortunately or unfortunately, you'll find out later. <laughs> City of Angels, the 1998 Nick Cage, Meg Ryan film. And I thought, oh, let's make something like angelic and shimmery. And I just wanted an excuse to get some um, edible glitter. So we do have that in here. Um, Our lovely drink. We were trying to figure out clear drinks, you know, and like clear boozes as well as mixtures that we could use. And we went through a couple of things and finally I was like, Erin, just let's do the 3G, a drink she introduced me to it maybe is, a year ago. And it's amazing. Tell it's us delightful. about that. I, uh, okay. So it's the triple G. Um, and if you Google it, there are different kinds, mm -hmm. but this is the one that is the best. The one. There was the one with tequila and like apple something. Oh, that's no, not, that's geez. how is that G? Um, maybe they're like Gila. Anyway. Um, so gapple. it's <laughs> gapple. <laughs> so it's two ounces of gin of your choice, uh, and then we have one ounce of Germain Saint Germain. But use your elderflower brand of choice. But Germain is the best. They have beautiful bottles, and they don't use any artificial dyes. This ad is not sponsored, um, <laughs> but it could be Saint. Germain. Could be, and then you top that off with ginger beer again of your choice. Uh, and I always do a little squirt of lime just to add that little pizzazz. Mm. And of course, the very shimmery shimmers. Yeah, it's hard to see here. Yeah, it's hard to see. It's hard yeah. to, if you really get but in there. But it's there, and it's it's going to be everywhere. It's already all over the table in the kitchen and yes. all over us. So yes, it's there in spirit. Very fine glitter. <laughs> all right, so cheers, cheers to, to Nick. Nick. So refreshing. So light. Yeah, this is just like, I haven't had one in a while, and it's just like the perfect summer drink. Yes, especially because it's hot as balls mm. every day. Yeah, it's like 9 p.m., and they're like, guys, watch out, it's yeah, still 90, de heat warning. Don't 90 degrees you're gonna die. at 9 p.m. Cool. All right, welcome to Florida, and welcome to City of Angels. <laughs> Tell me, Erin, how are you doing on this incredibly excessively hot Florida night? Florida night coming soon to a theater near you sorry <laughs> we probably have like gators and crackheads gators crackheads bats uh, <laughs> leprosy <laughs> oh, it's fine um not too too much has been really going on uh i've made crow friends at work more oh my gosh you have two different posses i now. do have two different posses now and these are not shy mm. i've fed them twice once in the morning, once in the afternoon on separate occasions. Okay. And then I was standing outside with my Merlin bird app trying to identify the Aww. hawk that was flying around. It was a juvenile osprey, it's, it turned it out youth. to be. It was a youth. <laughs> but the crows saw me, and they were sitting over here, and they were like, she's here! And they, like, flew at me and parked on this, uh, they parked on this tree a, a little ways away. So I was like, okay. I walked back and got some peanuts from the car because I have car peanuts for the birds. Obviously, and that's then, who you are. That's who I am. And then I, they, <laughs> one of them was on the ground and he did not fly away. He was, he like took a couple steps back, but I was like, I'm going right here, and he just stayed. Wow. I think he was a youth as well. His feathers hadn't fully come in. 
but he was he was daring. He, wanted, he was he, he was like this not. is the chick I heard about. Um, <laughs> my orchid uh, is the one that was like I might well, die. Trying to save, yeah. yeah, it's growing another Yay! new leaf. I'm so jazzed about it. Someone's um, growing around here. <laughs> yeah, well, my butterfly pea flowers have finally started producing flowers, and yes. they're popping off now. I've got they're so beautiful. I, we I'm gonna have to use them in a drink that yes. we make one day. Hopefully, um, Cajun gods listen to us. We need it. We want color out of space, please. Oh my god. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, my parents actually came into town, and they were like, "Well, can we meet you for lunch while you're at work?" And I was like, yeah, sure, I haven't eaten yet. And so we go around the corner to Tidbits, which has the best potato salad mm, on the entire yes. on the entire planet. Yeah. And um, I mean, nay, perhaps the galaxy. I'm I don't even like potato salad. Yeah. I lo- as you said that, I was like, I thought you liked potato salad. I like potato salad from, from Tidbits. There. Yeah. No, because it's that good. I don't know what she does to it. I think she sprinkles like secret maybe she puts edible glitter in it. Who knows? <laughs> um but so we went over there, and my whole time I'm in there with them, you know, and they're like, "We have your birthday present for you," and I'm just like, "My birthday's in November." And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, Did I they, have lost a like, huge amount of time." <laughs> no, it's not November. <laughs> um, and they kept being like, "You're really gonna like it." That's exciting. Like, and I'm like eating my like taco salad, and, and I'm just like, mm, salad, mm, mm, like mm, "Is it know? more potato salad?" Yeah, and I'm just like. Oh, thanks. Why so early? And they they kept they were just like, "Oh, you're going to like it." And then when they took me out to the car to get it, they had me hold their hand or hold, close my eyes and hold my hands out cuz that is our way. That is sweet. We don't wrap things. Yeah. As you know. Yes. I just give it to the bag. Give yep. me the bag it came in. They're like, "Here's a bubble bag. Here you go." <laughs> um so I stick my hand or like they hand me this like and I feel like a wooden thing and I start touching it and I feel something squishy and soft and immediately pull my hand back and slam into something that's above the squishy thing. Oh and gosh. I was like, the fuck is it? And I'm like, can I open my ice place? I don't like this. And uh, <laughs> it's antlers. It's mounted antlers. Wow. Because I kept asking. I was like, dad, if you just run across some antlers, can you just like throw some my way? He's like, where do you want them? I'm like, I don't know. Because they're cool. I want them. After That's Heil, so great. Just seeing Heil Lung, you know. Yes, I just want yes. antlers around my yes. house. That was so, a really great time. They told me this whole story about how they went to this, like, whole, like, market place that's kind of like a flea market, but not really. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a local market. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's this guy, and he had all these antlers everywhere. <laughs> and antler he was, and he was like, ugh. He was charging so much, and they weren't even mounted, and he was he was so rude. So uh, I was like, we're moving on, buddy. And I was, it's my dad telling the story. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, so this didn't come from the rude antler person. And he's like, so we walk around some more and we see this other guy. And he's got all these beautiful displays. And he was charging so much less than the other guy. And he was nice. <laughs> I mean, like that's And that's how deal. I got my antlers. Yeah. Be nice. Have Be cool nice. stuff. Um, and that that is truly, really it. Outside of sweating my face off, we had like an event at work yesterday. We went to Wicked Barley after, and it was like, yay, a group outing. We can drink together, you know, and yeah, like and bond, nice. and they have food. And but we were outside. Oh, under a tent. It doesn't matter with no fans. Oh God, that's basically like I a was like, sauna, I parked, like I parked on the set on a seat. I had a beer and a cup of water, and I was like, one sip of beer. One sip of water. <laughs> one for you, one And for if me. I didn't move, I wasn't that hot. Yes. But if you move, yes. that's where the trouble. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. That, but that's really all that's been going on at work. It was, it was nice. 
Yeah, it's a good I only was a little awkward with the higher ups, oh, just a good. little that's bit when I walked. Like, if you had a percentage, what would your percentage be? Of being weird with them? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was How like it was like five percent weird. Oh my gosh, that's really good. It was, I, I know usually it's so much higher. Well, <laughs> Ted, I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I gotta go. I'm fucking boiling hot. And Ted's like, stay for another drink, and I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Aren't these people who are from not here, and shouldn't they yeah. have been dying more than you as well? Oh my god, the HR chick was like, why are we outside? <laughs> She's from New York. But Ted and I, <laughs> I was just like gonna go shake his hand goodbye, and then he did that thing, you know, oh, where did he we're grab friends. You for a hug? No, he did. Give me your hand he does oh, this tricky. thing he does this thing and then oh, pulls you oh, no, where you no, grasp no. hands and then pull in for a hug Mm-mm. and i was like this isn't weird we not three musketeers sir. it's hot like, oh my god and it it's, doesn't and even then, matter if it's hot no but then i immediately turned around not realizing he was behind me and walked my tits straight into his back mm. and i was just mm. like ted's here mm. bye ted <laughs> So that was the that's awkward why part. Hanging out is weird. Yeah, that's why hanging out with people who pay my pay my you know bills for me. You know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. Me. Words. God damn, it was weird. So what's up with you? Um. So I was thinking about how last time we talked about our gardens and mm-hmm. how I was like, yeah, you know, like as far as like food goes, Farmer Tammy is just like not doing well. My my plants are mm-hmm. just sort of existing like the rest of us. But so I, fucking hot. Then I did think about the rest of my yard, and right before summer officially started, so probably sometime in May, there was a, like, a local plant spot. They always take up the same spot, kind of like the Mm. same place that always puts fireworks in the same spot, kind of Yeah, or the pumpkin pumpkin Exactly. Um, And so they were, like, doing their end of season because they were moving on, so everything was half off. So at that point, I spent like $90, which is a lot of money for plants. But you got double the amount of plants you but I got, I, I got double. So like everything ended up, and obviously some were like, would have been more because they were bigger plants or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so basically like not considering some were just perennials and some were bushes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, everything was like four bucks each. So I got all of these flowers to kind of put in um, like pintas and these like mm-hmm. little daisies and all this kind of stuff. And what I've been noticing is I have butterflies every day now. And it is truly it. amazing. You planted so many pollinating plants. So I did all the pollinators and I've had bees. And before I might have like one a week, mm-hmm. maybe two a week, I'd be like, oh, I got a butterfly. Cool. And yeah. now it's multiple a day and it's really great. And, and I was in the pool and a hummingbird came by. <gasps> And Jeff was, like, going towards it, and I grabbed him by the shoulder. Stop moving! And I was like, don't move. We were definitely, like, out of Jurassic you Park. D- no, that's what I do when I see a hummingbird just freeze. Don't he move. He was like, okay. He, he was he, he never listens to anyone, especially not me, but he was like, uh, my voice was very compelling at that point. You're like, there's a and predator we, and we over there. And watched like... it just bounce around, and then it went off, and then I just let him go. I was like, ah, and I just sort of, like, fell backwards in, like, to the water, and it was great. So that was a good thing, but then sadly, I have had some some struggles. Um, we've mentioned her a little bit before. We had an amazing cat, Moxie, um, who was part of our family. She showed up like when we moved in, shortly after we moved in here. So she's, she's just like, around. I exist here yeah, now. She's like, oh, cool. Um, so it's been about People. ten years. But what we found out was she was actually a neighborhood kitty for several years before that as well. Mm-hmm. She just decided to adopt us. 
So she's been our cat. She did not want to be an inside cat. Mm -hmm. um, she was like, no, I will come inside and I will sleep on your bed and you can mm -hmm. feed me <laughs> and you can do all those things. But I don't, you know, want to like stay she's like, I forever. can't be kept. But also it was kind of cool because we, because we tried like, um, the it was like laundry basket. Nope, that's not the word. Litter box. Litter box. LB. It is LBs. Still, still same. Um, you know, we got all that stuff. She's like, no, but it did make it easier because mm -hmm. she's just like, bye. Um, and so she went, started going blind, mm -hmm. but she adapted, and so she's been blind for about two years, but she was fine. She's like, she is the streetest kitty I've ever she's met. She's fine. She still like knows where the fence is to jump on it and all this kind of stuff, and was still trying to follow us on walks and all this kind of stuff. But just within the last couple of days, I noticed a decline, and mm -hmm. I realized, oh, she's not ignoring me. She literally could not hear, mm -hmm. so we would try to redirect her. She was very confused as to where she was mm -hmm. in the house or, or the yard where she never was. So it was like everything was just going. So we had to make that very hard decision, mm -hmm. and it sucked. Um, so if you, you, I feel like everybody kind of knows what that's like. So Recently went through it myself. I know. It's like we're all, we're all fighting different battles but in the same war to moxie to moxie to meh, meh. Meh, meh. um work has also been really hard for me i know we try to say positive vibes mm -hmm. only but it has just been awful well, um, so you can't be always positive unfortunately yeah it's like you can't be you have to say that so mm -hmm. um they they put me in a position that i absolutely did not want to be in because they're like well that's what we need kind of thing i did find out later that they did that corporate bomb kind of thing where they like fucked everybody over and ripped everybody out i mean it's nice that you're not in. solo you you guys so, are all angry together yeah, yeah so i found that everybody's definitely angry together and it's just been really difficult for me um there was a lot of just you know, like, you know how, like, bosses have to be like, hey, we see that there's a problem, and they can decide, mm -hmm. like, okay, so let's talk about it. Let's look at the data. Let's figure out what it was. But they were just like, this is what we've decided you're going to do to fix the, the problem, not involving us. It's just been really, it's really hard. It's not going to it's, fix it, the fucking problem. It's not. Um, it's been really hard. And every day I would be like, okay, well, I figured this out. I guess I can make it. And you take, like, one step forward, three steps back. And it just, there's a lot of disrespect coming from admin. Um, it's been really hard. So, Not from me. I love you. I know. So, um, I, yeah. So, yesterday, I submitted my letter of resignation. <gasps> <laughs> she didn't tell me. Didn't that tell was a that. secret. I kept that big secret. <gasps> well, it's only been 24 was, hours. So, you didn't only have to, you only have to keep it a little bit. Oh, my God. Scathing letter of resignation pointing out how like disrespectful they were to everyone yeah. blaming everyone the you know their solutions weren't even data based even though they said to look at the data um that they've been treating people wrong so i sent it to my boss which is the hr way and yeah. then i also sent it to his two bosses uh -huh. um and it has caused complete chaos yes um, did, he, did they try to even get you to stay? No, I knew that they wouldn't. He, he could. He Is wasn't it like a person. Two week, or are you just like I'm done. Goodbye. Uh, no, I did a two week. Okay. Uh, but he was so pissed off that he was like, "It's effective immediately." I'm like, "Bye." Yeah. All right. Oh my. That's why you wanted to go second with the yeah, how you doing. I was like, let me drop that bomb on you. My how you doing is boring. <laughs> Have you ever been seen, Cassio? Have you ever been seen like you were a man? Come on. Come on, don't do that. He's going. He's not going anywhere. That doctor in the operating room, she looked right at me. She didn't see you, Seth. She can't see you. 
No one can see you unless you want them to. And if I want her to, what do you want to do? All right, and now it's time for our synopsis of this movie called City of Angels. Um, <laughs> we watched it. It is available for rent pretty much anywhere. I think it's... I don't even think I saw it for free anywhere, like, I, with ads. I did search, and I could not find no, it. No, and then you can obviously buy it on Amazon, which we, we rented it on Amazon. Yeah. The category that City of Angels apparently falls under when I did a quick Google search because I was just trying to find the date is a romantic fantasy. Huh. So I was like, oh! I would call this a romantic drama. I think fantasy and the premise of what happened. Anyway, so it opens with a frazzled woman. She's praying. We quickly realize she's a mom. We see her daughter. Her daughter is very sick, has um, like a super, super high fever. Um, like it's a very stressful situation. And then we see our main man, Nick, all in black next to this girl. And so at first you're like, but she didn't acknowledge him. I was like, well, I mean, he looks kind of hotter to be her husband, but I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so we see her, and then it becomes really clear very quickly that it's not normal for Nick to just be sitting there next to this girl. Yeah. So we see him kind of follow through this whole situation. She, the mom, tries to get the fever down. She's trying to call. She gives her a cold bath, and it's not working. So the mom has to take her to the hospital. And then we see that Nick is following them around through the hospital, and we suddenly see Nick looking in through, you know, kind of like the the ER operating room kind of thing. And then yeah. whoop, the little girl is next to him, but also on the bed. <gasps> oh, sad face. Oh, so then you realize that the little girl has passed away, and it is apparently Nick's job to guide her through death. Um, so, oh, Angel. Got it. Oh, the but movie's called City of Angels. <laughs> oh. Okay, so he's an angel. But wait, there's more. Like, oh, literally, there's so many angels everywhere, everywhere, and it is creepy. All the time, and very creepy. I don't like it at all. But one like angel it. in particular, <gasps> um, Captain Holt. Captain Holt. <laughs> so one of his, uh, Nick's best friends is Andre uh, Brower. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I Who do. has played a million things over the years, but certainly. Bauer. Yeah. Um, he is called Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a great, great show. And he's fantastic. And a very different character. Yes. I like him better. <laughs> I like everyone better. In anything they've ever done besides this movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and so even more than that, like we said, there's angels every, like they're everywhere. They're like gangs of angels just yeah. floating all over the place. They're sitting on signs uh, for an overpass. They're like standing next to the Hollywood sign. Like they're on an album cover. They're on the corner of a building looking down. Like, hmm. They yeah. look like weird vampires. Yeah. And I just didn't really understand it. And I'm going to pause there, and I'm going to make a confession. I never saw this fucking movie. Oh. I never wanted to see this movie. I watched it once a I very long trailer. time ago. I thought it ended differently. <laughs> I saw the trailer, and I was like, mm, no thank you. I think my mom saw it in the theater. 
and was like, you're not allowed to watch this. It has, <laughs> it has sex in it. <laughs> I'm okay. If that's what we're going to call it. Um, <laughs> but so that's why I was trying to make the drink light and ethereal. And then I'm like, what the fuck are these guys wearing? Why are they wearing black? Should we just made black drinks. I know. It's like, that would be like way easier. Like, uh, anyway. And of course, these are angels in LA. The city of angels. In Los Angeles. Ugh. Okay. So that's how we kind of get started. We realize and we learn that Nick's character is named Seth. He's one of many angels who watch out for humans and kind of like protect them in all these unseen ways. Here's what we mean by unseen. Like they're standing right next to you, literally breathing on you. You don't know they're there, but you're like, oh, a Zephyr. I wonder what that was. It was some creep ass angel, like right next yeah. to you. Well, like, like, I mean, right next to you. So they're supposed to be like, I know they're guardian angels, but no, I don't like it not even all. guardian they're angels. Just they're helping. just like, they're, they're there to like impart compassion. Yeah. Or, and they help you like to find yeah. something you lost or to direct you in a better path. Like, yeah. And I get it, but I don't like it. Like they put their hands on people when somebody's stressed. <sighs> Like, guys, I, this I, whole... I get it's not supposed to be in a creepy way, but it's kind of creepy. I don't like it at all. This movie and watching these angels was a thousand times worse than the face-off. I just did it to her. The face-off. And I just face accepted touch. it. You did. You just accepted it like that yeah. little kid. You're like, oh, I love this. So I think the only part of this movie where being an angel is pretty fucking cool is the whole, like, standing on the beach at sunrise and sunset thing. I think that would be really nice. You literally can go do that right now as a human. But they don't feel the heat. <laughs> okay. Touche. <laughs> um, so Not his... when it's 80 degrees when the sun comes up already. <laughs> I know. It was so hot. So um, we learned that Seth's main um, responsibility, he appears when someone is close to death. And he guides them. So all the angels apparently mm -hmm. have different roles. And he can still wander around and be intrigued by humans. But mm -hmm. then he'll be like, boop, boop. I got a call through <laughs> the heaven phone. I got some Nokia, about to die. Nokia phone. Yeah, I, got, like, I, I got a beeper. <laughs> I just a got, moto. I just got Paige. <laughs> um, and so that's his job. There is a beeper in this movie. There is a beeper because they are doctors. And, and it's 1998. Yeah. Um, I think that they still use that, though, because it was a cheap, fast way to mm -hmm. do that instead of a phone where we would, like, get distracted and watch TikTok instead of, you know, <laughs> operate on people. So um, he gets a heaven call, and he has to go um, and, you know, try to, like, start figuring things out. We also meet Cassiel. I forgot how to pronounce it. Uh, Cassiel. 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 Mm -hmm. And that is played by Andre Bauer, Captain mm -hmm. Holt. And Captain. so, like, they're kind of like the best friends, if angels were best friends, in this film. And, you know, they, they talk about what it would be like to be human, to kind of feel these things. Um, what is, you know, what do you think touch, touch is like, like and yeah. heat and all this kind of stuff. So it's something that, you know, like you're setting it up like, oh, they're angels and they love their job, but also, you know, they're, they're interested on, you know, the other side. So he, Seth, gets his uh, heaven beep boop that something is going wrong. And so he goes to a man who is supposed to get surgery. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be his time, regardless of what the doctors do. And while he's waiting for this person to kind of go through surgery, which is not going to work out, 
he is enamored with the doctor Maggie Rice, who is played by the precious little Meg Ryan. Megula Ryan hold. <laughs> the third. <laughs> the third. Um, and Countess. She is trying so hard to save his life. Oh, yeah. She's like, You're, he's not going anywhere. Like, pulls his heart out and is beating on it God. kind of thing. Like, it's a lot. Like, you know, like, so they try to it do the normal. Over his chest. Yeah, Ooh. they try to do the normal. Um, shock system and then they cut him open and so he's watching her work and he is just like oh my gosh she is a great surgeon and she's hot and i have feelings there's all this kind of stuff going mm -hmm. on um and this whole thing starts to happen where he can't get her off of his mind yeah and that is how we start to learn through different interactions, how being an angel works, how they mm -hmm. can reveal themselves if they choose to, but it's only Like if, a ghost. Yeah, like only if it's very important um, kind of thing. So one way that he decides to connect with her, as he's continually kind of stalking her. Oh, my God. Like all the angels are basically stalking people, is he slips her this book that he found when he was in the library mm -hmm. watching over an older gentleman. And this older gentleman was reading the book. And the book is Ernest Hemingway's A Movable Feast. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you knew, like, the significance of that, but <laughs> your face now. <laughs> I've been to his house in Key West. I encountered yes. all his cats, but I, yes. I have I And with all, with all their toes. Mm -hmm. So basically, A Movable Feast was um, his memoirs. So it wasn't something... He wrote it, but it wasn't published. It wasn't something he wrote to be published, per se. It was published after his death about his life early on, like mm -hmm. right after he got out of being a war reporter. And so like that was a really hard time for him because like World War One was hard for everybody. And yeah. that's how like so many people got their start. But he went to France and he, you know, just basically living his best life, like meeting other authors of that time. Mm -hmm. Like eating, drinking, like just being on the rivers of France and how wonderful life is and you have to grab life by the balls and enjoy every moment <laughs> moment kind of every moment every minute every minute it's um, moment and minute mixed together and so i was like okay yeah like i get it like oh. I, I see what you, what you're doing here kind of thing so he slips her that book and she happens to find it and she reads it and she enjoys it mm -hmm. but she thinks her boyfriend that, that Jordan, who is also a surgeon at Was the that hospital. his name? His name is Jordan. Oh. Um, he's in he's, the Riddick movie. He's in so many movies. Yeah. He's one of those actors that you've seen a thousand times. Um, and so Jordan's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Who gave you this book? And she's like, whoop, doop, 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 doop. <laughs> so she kind of like, you know, shimmies away from that kind of thing. But she starts wondering how all this is happening and what's going on and so then there's a bit of a twist as nick and seth are trying to figure out how best to get to maggie he sort of plays off the reason that he's at the hospital mm -hmm. as he was visiting a patient and the patient just happened to be her patient. And he was like, I'm just going to keep lying here, even though I'm an angel kind of thing. And that he knew him and he, blah, blah, blah. I think he he does the thing that... It's the, not technically lying. It's not... It's, it's, it's misdirection. It's like, it's like the Fae supposedly can't lie. So if they use, a, like, evasion mm. sort of mm -hmm. in their answers to not lie. 
Um, so it's, it's like a half truth. That is a really yeah. good way to point it out. So he sort of slips into her patient's room and the patient is like, I can't see you, but I know you're here. Mm-hmm. Which they do talk about the fact in the film that some people can see them. Like kids can like sometimes the kids, see yeah. them. Or they, they mentioned a woman who was blind because they have different senses. Yeah, he's like, can you pass the mustard? Yeah. <laughs> but there's no reason seemingly why this person should be able to see him. And the patient's name was Nathan uh, or Nathaniel Messenger. Um, why he would be able to see him. And then as the discussion goes on, Kajangers. <gasps> he was once an angel. <gasps> and of course, you know, Nick's character South is like, absolutely not. You're totally lying. And so then Nathaniel <laughs> tells him all the secrets, like going to the beach mm -hmm. and the music you can hear and blah, 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 blah. So then Nathaniel was like, yeah, like I used to be like you, but I fell for this woman. And then he talks about actually like falling mm -hmm. and he explains the process. That... It sounded like metaphorical in the beginning, but then mm -hmm. as he starts talking about it, you're like, oh, it's you're legitimate. Like, oh, this is actually literally. Um, so it turns out that these beautiful angels can choose to leave the life if they like kind of kill themselves basically yeah like they fall from mm -hmm. something high and then they get brought back and seth is like well that's very interesting thanks well, for the info i will take that along. and so then he keeps meeting maggie they keep just air quotes bumping into each other mm -hmm. he's stalking her and she kind of can't decide if she likes him or jordan more you know blah 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 so finally, <laughs> Tammy's favorite topic is always romance. Can I you know, tell? I know. <laughs> um, so finally, he decides that he's going to try to tell her what's going on. But of course, she's super mad because she feels like he has one lied to her about how he's been able to like find out information. Yeah, like pop up wherever she is, and she also kind of thinks he's crazy, and she gets. <laughs> the shit out of him twice yeah she like goes to cut him because she saw him like cut lettuce and she saw him not cut his hand essentially and then she was like oh well i'm gonna stab you now yeah and, and it didn't work and she was like what's going on so she's mad she's like get out of my house you she angel. called him a freak yeah she did but does he leave i mean not really yes and he, no. he waits until a thunderstorm comes and he bounces a ball, and the dog is like, oof, the angel's here. God dang it. And... God dang it, I said. Like, so she's in her bedroom, in her pajamas. Pajamas. And he just comes up behind her, mm -mm. and is just touching her, and it's like a different kind of touch, but basically she knows something is there. And now suddenly she's okay with it, because she's like, mm, this one's actually kind of good. JK, I miss you. Yeah, Baby so like, blue all eyes. this is happening, and oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And then she wakes up, and she's like, okay, you know what, it's fine. So she wakes up, she bumps into Jordan at work, and Jordan's like, marry me. Oh my gosh, plot twist. He's like, I'm not good at emotions. Marry me. Clearly. <laughs> she's like in her scrubs. Yeah, so, so now they're going to get married, and she's like, I have to go with this real person, because she talked more with Nathaniel, and Nathaniel was like, yeah, like, you know, like, he, he can do this, but, you know, like, you're never going to be able to, like, really be together, because you're an angel, or he's an angel. Oh, yeah, they went human. to his, his little 
I'm alive party. Yeah, exactly. I'm alive. I'm dead. No, you're alive. Um, <laughs> so she's like, you know what? This is weird. I have to focus. Mm -hmm. I have this person who is a real person and has a real job and I can just get married. And that's what she's going to do. They're going to go to Lake Tahoe. They're going to get married. She goes and searches for Seth in the little library. She's like, Seth, 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 every aisle. And he's of course watching her creepily. And then finally he appears. As is fucking everybody else. I, oh, I know. Because that's the thing, too. Like, I don't know why. I guess all the angels are really smart or really enjoy reading because they're always in this damn library. There's, like, a hundred of them. And it's like a cult when someone, like, is doing something or it's, like, really juicy or spicy. All the angels, like, stop what they're doing and they do this shot where it's, like, everybody looks and leans in. It's basically like when you were in school and everybody's working and coloring and writing or whatever but then one of the kids gets in trouble mm -hmm. and the teacher's like johnny get your mama on the phone and everybody's like beep, 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 beep. and everybody's real quiet and we watch and we watch and we listen because we want to hear johnny get his ass ripped apart <laughs> so she's like seth i can't see you anymore i'm going to get married Obviously, Seth mm -hmm. is super upset. He doesn't know what to do. And he's like, last ditch effort. I'm going to try to be a human. And he jumps off the top of a skyscraper. Mm. Because that's what you do. But he wakes up and he's experiencing all these human emotions, like pain and blood everywhere. And, you know. He's part, excited, though. Yeah, I was going to say, this part is kind of funny. You do start to see a little crazy cage. It yeah. Is, it is not. Like, Can you see me? You can see me? This is blood, right? And Nick Offerman's right there. I know. I put that. I was like, oh my He's God, like, hey, Offerman. buddy. Yeah, I can see you. Yeah, I can see you. What kind of drugs were you using? Yeah, everybody thing? was like, those are some serious drugs. So he loved her so much. He was like, I'm going to become a human. I'm going to stop the wedding. And it's going to be great. And so he goes to the hospital because that's what humans do. And he bumps into one of Maggie's coworkers. And she sort of reluctantly tells him what's going on and then he's like goodbye but <laughs> does an angel who has literally just fallen to earth have money no, no they do not and he was like oh man i can't get on this bus how am i gonna get there he gets jumped he gets mud yeah. he gets his shoes stolen he gets the whole human experience in, in just a day yeah in, in just just a short amount of time and eventually a trucker picks him up takes him to like tahoe in the rain he's soaked he's cold he shows up on maggie's doorstep and she's like there's no words there's no explanation there's just a look she knows that's blood she knows what's happened and then they consummate oh my god this Why is how stupid say it like that because it's so ridiculous it is a me. really weird scene it is it's, how does it feel I don't, I don't know. Jeff was like, warm apple pie. God oh, damn it. And then he was like, it's, it's warm. I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I cannot do this. No. <laughs> I think that's when I started playing a game on my phone. <laughs> so they, they've, they've consummated, they've connected. Um, she tells they've them. They've canoodled. <laughs> they've, they've done all the canoodles. Um, she explains like she couldn't marry Jordan, and so she was just hanging out in the place yeah, by herself. Yeah, a douche. Um, and so the next morning, Seth is showering, which is a funny scene because hot water is really something angels aren't used to. I mean, the, the, he's in the shower for so long. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm sure it will be amazing. Like, think about when you need a shower and you, you know, like, oh, it's... 
Mm -hmm. It's been a while or like I just need a hot shower kind of thing. So she runs and goes to the store. She's riding her bicycle. It is that ridiculous stereotypical scene where someone is riding their bike and they're so happy. They're so in love. They close their eyes. They spread their hands. They're, that was the scene they used in every trailer. I know. Titanic, like everything. They don't have their eyes on the road. They don't have their hands on their bicycle bars, but it's fine because mm. they're in love. <laughs> and then around the bend, suddenly there's a logging truck <gasps> and it's barreling down the road. It's barely moving. But it's really big and it has really it's big trees. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I have so dear many things about the sea. Listeners, does she look up in time to avoid the truck? Does Seth sense the danger and come to help? Or does she just die and Seth is alone to wallow in human misery like the rest of us? God damn it. I just have to watch the Guess movie. Guess you have to, find to watch out. or don't watch. Or don't watch. You're not really missing anything either way. I can't see you, but I know you're there. Who are you? Nathaniel Messenger. Former celestial body, recent addition to the human race. You want proof? You can speak every language. You travel with the speed of thought. And you're reading my mind right now. Stop that. You're doing it. Well, Tammy, thank you for that synopsis. It was there. No. It, was, it, it was. You. I know, guys, I know it's not my greatest because you, I... It's just I not. Just, it's not my jam, y'all. You know, Romantic I've got some fantasy. interesting facts. I think is going to, are going yeah. to blow your mind. Yeah, I'm very hungry. Tell I'm me actually some going to start with the budget versus mm. what it made, oh. and in today's money, and some record-breaking information. Oh my goodness! So the budget in 1998 for this movie was 55 million dollars. That is so much money. In the back which is a hundred to. 102 million, almost 103 million in today's money. Why would you spend all that money on this dumb movie? In the total box office mm -hmm. in 1998, it made one uh, 198.7 million. No, it didn't. Yes, oh my God. which equates to roughly a little a little less than 370 million in today's money. This movie. This movie? Mm -hmm. This movie right here? This City one that we've Angels? been talking this, about? This one that we've had to go through? Ousted Titanic. It did not. It I'm did. not trying to call you a liar, but... Um, it, so Titanic was out, City of Angels was out, but it was like, it took it took a second, but it did eventually oust the so Titanic. So like over time. It didn't, yeah. So Titanic had been running for, for, for number one in the box office, and then City of Angels happened, and City of Angels took it over. If I had to choose, I would have chose Titanic, Titanic. as we all did, um, and would still. I'd mm -hmm. I'd, I'd mm -hmm. happily rewatch that. I told Jeff, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was just information I got off Wikipedia, oh and then of course I played with the calculations because I love finding out how much everything it should be in today's money. Money. Um. All right. So moving on to IMDb, of mm -hmm. course, our first mm -hmm. stop for all nuggets Maybe of Nicholas. Yeah, this one was really lacking. I had to try to, like, find good ones because, weirdly, this movie had very little 
going on. In I don't terms... think it's weirdly. This is like yeah. a movie that should be on the Lifetime channel or Har- mm-hmm. Hallmark. It, mm-hmm. There's nothing. And it should not have been two hour long. Oh, nope. All right. So at the end of the movie, there is a dedication before oh. the credits get rolling. Um, I was it's... wondering about that. Yep. So the dedication for Dawn refers to the producer, Dawn Steele, who unfortunately oh, died no. of a brain tumor oh, my gosh. Um, four months before the movie's release. Aww. But the movie was her idea in the first place. She wanted to redo The Wings of Desire from eight, 1987, but she wanted to focus more on like the relationship and not... I have never seen it, but there she has... Oh, I was going to say, so Wings yeah. of Desire is a movie, not a book. Yeah, Wings of Desire okay. in 1987 was a movie, and they wanted to redo it, or, like, redo it in a in a kind it's of... a different dim- focus. Yeah, a different focus. Okay, um, well, now I feel kind of like an ass. Yeah, no. You're like, worry. yeah, I mean... Don't worry it's... about it. This movie's not great. Um, <laughs> so something interesting, uh, Seth is smoking at a bar at mm-hmm. some point, which you're like, whoa, this angel's going hard. Oh, my God, he's going full um, human. The man next to him is actually the film director, Michael Mann, who did a movie you mentioned previously called Collateral. That was... Michael Mann. Michael Mann directed this film? No. Oh, he produced this film. Is film director Michael Mann. Michael Mann was associated? No, he was just in the movie. He, Michael Mann directed, so, listen to me. Michael Mann directed Collateral, Last of the Mohicans, and he's currently making Heat 2. I know, so he made Heat 1. Let's not play Heat (laughs) 1. Well, I was building to that for the Heat I, I don't I don't know about a heat too, but anyway, that's not I know podcast. when I saw that I was like I can't wait to tell Tammy about that. <laughs> I can't wait um, to piss Tammy off. So there's a, a little bit of a fun um, CGI bit here. Okay. They did a lot of practical effects in the movie, um, like using uh, creative camera angles for stuff, like how angels weren't there and then now they are, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a part where Meg Ryan is looking in a mirror and Nick is behind her, but he's not reflected. So, okay, yeah, you see that mm-hmm. kind of a lot. So how they... are like vampires, not yeah. like angels, but whatever. So how they did this was it was shot twice with motion control, once with uh, Nick and Mag, and then once without, and then they kind of like mixed it together. But if you, they say if you look very closely, you can see like where they fucked up on the CGI out of oh, hair or something. Oh, okay. Um, also, it was 98 CGI, y'all. Yeah. I'm alone. <laughs> um, so... Another reason why this is very creepy, and I shall preface this with um, one of the reasons why Anthony Hopkins played Hannibal Lecter so well and why he was so unsettling and creepy was because his character never blinked, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, no, I know. <clears throat> when, they shots, <laughs> when they show shots of any angels, they rarely blink. Almost never. Because it's fucking, and it, that makes it so creepy. So Nick actually practiced not blinking for several minutes. Um, and so, but then he said, what, like, once he was a human, he blinked as much as he wanted. He was so excited. He was like, I, I can like, yeah, blink, can blink again. again. Um, That's so weird. There is a nod to Wings of Desire in, in the movie um, when Seth falls to Earth. His memories are shown in black and white, and that's okay, how, yeah. because angels don't see color, and it's a nod to the wings of desire. Yeah, because angels... he was really excited when he saw, like, the blood, and he was like, it's red, and they're it's like... It's red. <laughs> the construction workers were like, yeah, that's what blood looks like. Oh, <laughs> I, I meant to delete this one. It's so stupid. 
Well, now like, you have to say it. No. Oh, do you want me to? <laughs> I do because you're like, it's so stupid. This isn't we even like a nugget. Somebody just had this thought and added it to IMDb. Because <laughs> I copy, paste, and then delete and yeah. edit things. Um, so it says the film shares many parallels to sim- and similarities to Han- Hans Christian Andersen's 1837 short story, The Little Mermaid. Both stories are about mystical beings who dream sure. of becoming human after meeting and falling in love with someone on Earth. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, if we were jumping, like, straight into themes. I'm which... keeping this folded for a very specific reason. I can't wait to flip it over. Oh, my gosh. So there's more knickknacks? Mm. Mm. But, I mean, they're not wrong. Like, I mean, I thought that the whole time. I'm like, oh. It's... I mean, it's, it's like, It's your cool. standard. I want to be a human because right. I fell it's... in love. But also, I was like, well, at least the, it's the dude wanting it instead of always the girl. Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of symbolism in the mm-hmm. movie with the deaths. Mm-hmm. So the three deaths that happen in this movie um, come in an interesting order. The first okay. one is a young death. A little baby girl. A little, a youth. And that was really sad. Uh, yeah, so childhood and then like an adult. Right. And then old age. So it kind of... They don't go in order, actually. They actually don't go in order. They listed them in order. Anyway, so, but that's, it's like, the only people that die in the movie are of a very specific age group. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like beginning, it's like beginning, middle, end. Mm -hmm. I do get that. It's not in in, in chronological order, but yeah, I could see that. So, um, I, I went to YouTube because the knickknucks on IMDb were just pathetic. Yeah, sometimes Um, you're trying to find interviews. mm -hmm. So I found some interviews with... Andre with Nick and Meg, and I listened nice. to, and they were all with the same lady, Bobby Weigand. Weigand. I hope I spelled that right. Anyway, um, so Meg Ryan did a lot of research for her role. She went around. Oh yeah, you yeah. can tell. Like she knew all the lingo. And she yeah, knew how to she do like hung out with doctors, asked yeah. them questions about what it's like to lose a patient, how mm-hmm. they felt after having a really successful surgery, mm-hmm. like how like did they beat themselves up after yeah. you know stuff like that, like really trying to 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 get that to get into it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was like the high point of her interview, and I went straight <laughs> to Nick. So Nick said. It was difficult for me. I was playing it in a much more contained way than my natural way, oh, my yeah. natural inclination to perform. Oh, my God. Crazy <laughs> cage angel was in so much. <laughs> would have been hilarious. <laughs> Said, I wanted Seth to be very controlled and placid, but to convey pure love with his eyes. I feel like he achieved To that. show awe for people and especially for Maggie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. So this Nick Nug is, uh, is pretty... <laughs> It's pretty funny because in the interview with with Bobby, he talks about how he has a normal fear of heights. But in the behind the scenes video I watched, it 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 it, it changes drastically. Oh, no. Um, so there is a part in the movie where um Dennis or Mister Messenger, oh yeah, Dennis um, Franz and Nick are up high on top of this like scaffolding like or something, girders yeah. or whatever. So this was actually built on top of a real building. It wasn't, like, so they had this really tall skyscraper already, and then they built a thing on top of it. So they're, like, 40 bajillion stories up or something, and they really were up there. Of course, they had, like, you know, the wires and stuff. But, so Nick says in the interview he had a normal fear of heights, but it was a really nice bonding experience with Dennis. Um, But but then in the behind the scenes, I'm watching it, and Nick was so scared he was concerned he wouldn't be able to do the scene because he was too afraid. Like, he wouldn't be able to even speak. 
Um, I mean, they they were really high. They were really, really high. And it's so windy up there. Um, So he obviously did the scene. Him and Dennis did the scene. And as payback, the director was like, I'll do anything you want, anytime. Just let me know. (laughs) Nick was like, climb the fuck up there and stay up there for like an hour. And so he... (laughs) (laughs) That's super fun. Yeah. So Nick actually... uh, So the director went up there and... He and Nick were on like walkie talkies the whole time, and oh Nick gosh, was just like, so "Oh yeah, it's windy." Yeah, <laughs> he was like it's giving him such shit about little, it. Just a little zephyr. Yeah, just a little angel zephyr up there. <laughs> it's it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Um, so in the interview with Bobby, Nick talks about how, um, or actually, Bobby says that this was kind of practice for Superman. Mm. Um, because at the time they were to start filming. On July 6th, first Superman lives. Yeah. And, but he was also, he was also shooting or had just wrapped on both Snake Eyes Mm -hmm. and 8mm. Yeah. And then he was immediately turning around and doing Superman, the death of Superman, sorry, just Superman lives. Yes. Which ultimately (laughs) never happened. to be. But you have a nicknug. Yes. About this, I this do. Particular. I did not. I did not intentionally do research. Mm-hmm. It's just something that we saw. So um, Nick has been doing this circuit for sympathy for the devil, mm-hmm. which is out apparently. Like it's so- on Amazon now for rent for us Americans. We are going to go swim after this because we need to float and mm-hmm. talk some about some shit. I really want to talk to you a lot about stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I dropped a big old work bomb on you. Um, <laughs> But it is definitely going to be something that we watch. Hopefully, Cajun. It would be great if Cajun Roulette was like, okay, I don't even think it's in there yet because I hadn't put it in because I didn't know. I thought it was going to at least have like a limited release. Maybe it did, but it did somewhere, and maybe it's still well. You never know how that works. So, in one of those uh, interviews, he, you know, like they also mentioned, like, hey, also, you know, you want to talk about your sort of cameo in Flash, and Mm -hmm. of course, it was CGI. I felt that Nick looked as good as he could CGI'd. I still haven't seen that. I know. And, and it's it's not, t- like, is it CGI? Yes, it's obviously CGI. Is it, like, uh, Henry Cobble's, like, face? Yeah, his, his Shrek CGI'd face? mustache. CGI? No, it's not that bad. That's, like, the, the, the thing of it. Um, and it had, like, the spider and everything that um, ugh, Kevin Smith was going to do. So he had said in an interview, he's like, yes, I've finally seen The Flash. I've finally Aww. seen it. And he was like, you know, like, I, I love seeing that cameo. It was something that I really wanted to do. Um, and I was happy that at least it sort of came out. But he said that in doing all of this, mm-hmm. they were preparing for all of this. And he had been kind of, like, getting into the mindset of Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And that he tried to, in City of Angels, bring a Clark Kent-esque side to it, you know? And I feel like on the surface, I feel like on the surface you don't see it because you're like, you think of Clark Kent and you think of Superman and he's like, I gotta get the story and I gotta get Lois and I gotta get, like, save the world. But I think it's the hiding yourself. Mm-hmm. Being one version to one group of people and another version to people who are close to you. Mm-hmm. Clark is very, you know, like understated. I, I wouldn't have called Nick bumbling in this, and I think no. that's would have been really interesting is that I don't think Nick would have been the bumbling Superman Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. He would have 
been a different version. But I just thought that was interesting, all that had come out. And mm-hmm. so, like, he said that he kind of used his Clark Kentness for that Seth. he had been working on for Seth and City of Angels. Aww. Oh, a little bit. <sighs> oh. <laughs> okay, so my last... Page. Going into, or, like, I guess follow-up to what you just said. So, in that um, behind-the-scenes video you can find on YouTube... Um, he he talked about how difficult it was for him to be Seth because he's like I just can't figure out how to be an angel. He got really frustrated. He went through like this whole roller coaster just trying to like his internal cauldron. He went through his bubbling. internal cauldron to, <laughs> to to be an angel. He just couldn't. He was very frustrated with it. But he eventually, you know, got his got his groove back. I guess. I could see where that was definitely not a natural thing for him to go to. Oh my god, there's a picture. I took a I took a screenshot of Nick. You let me know when I can look. You can look. I took a screenshot of Nick in the um thirty in the little thirty minute thing, and he's wearing a a a baseball cap that says "Tide." Like the the laundry detergent. Yeah, yeah. Did he like go to the beach and try to find Jesus? That you know they were filming out there a whole bunch, but I just had to screenshot that for you. I thought it would be really funny. I don't know, Because it man. cleanses your soul, y'all. Cleanses your soul. So that's actually <laughs> it for the knickknacks. The last thing I have is about old E.B. Oh, yeah. Let's get to our likes, dislikes, and ratings. Hello, Maggie. How did you know my name? Are you in despair? I lost a patient. It wasn't your fault, Maggie. Those were some spicy... No, they weren't. But mm-hmm. it's not your fault. They those were mild. Were, those were some mild knickknacks, but this is a mild film. And it it's not, like, bad, but it's just not our jam kind of thing. So let's jump into likes, dislikes. So mine is very, very quick. My likes were Nick, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the dog. Like, I, I really like the little little lab. It's so um, Seeing Captain Holt Andre uh, Brower in there. And also seeing young Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson, as a construction worker. Which they also played uh, exes in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if you recall. Oh, my gosh, they did. I completely mm-hmm. forgot about that. So, those are my likes. My dislikes was literally everything else. <sighs> I get this movie. I understand what they're trying to do. I understand the theme of like, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved again. You have to live life like you've never lived before. Live, laugh, Passion. Laugh. Live, life, love. How does that go? Like, yeah. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> um, like, I, I get it. It is just a thousand percent not my jam. And I have been wrong before. Like, I that is why I've avoided this kind of film. I've avoided this particular film my entire life. I have been wrong. Like, um, with romantic movies like Moonstruck. Mm -hmm. I actually really like that. I didn't like it the first time, and I I retract my original rating. I liked it better the second time I watched it. Oh, yeah, we watched The Sunray. Yeah, Yeah. like, like it's, and maybe I appreciate romantic comedies a little bit more. I don't Mm -hmm. know, but Moonstruck was kind of well done. Um, I also enjoyed Peggy Sue Got Married way more than I would. That was fun, yeah. You know, like, than I thought I would. But I was not wrong about this one. No. Like, it's just the worst 90s music. Like they were like, hey, it's the whole 90s. It's There's all, some really They even stuff. had like that that perfect 90s synth pop in there too. Oh gosh, Jeff was making so much fun of it. And so Oh god, yeah. I, I told you Ringo was like I, I was like, let me let me just stop. So um I forgot what the first song. There's like three very stereotypical It's like 90s Sarah McLaughlin songs. for sure. Is I forgot there. what the first one was. The second one was like in the Oh, like oh my fucking god and then i look over 
and Jeff is like this. He is staring at me like an angel, and he keeps getting closer and closer don't to where like he's it. like on top of me. I and don't I'm like, like it, stop Jeffrey. it, stop it, stop it. No, he was like, he was committed. And then he's like gently touching me like an angel. It was so awful. I gave you goosebumps. Don't do that. I know. It was awful. And he was having so much fun making me miserable. Um, and then like the last one is <laughs> like. He stuck around for this one. He's left with he so many others. Did, no, he was like, oh, we're watching this. Um, and, uh, he, like the last one is like that Guguza. Yeah, Ringo. So I'm oh, telling you, every God. time a song came on, Ringo was like, Ringo was behind me on his computer. He's like, know, he like, made this like uh, weird noise, like, like every year, like a little Puh. bit. Puh. Um, it, to <laughs> me, this kind of story, it, it was just cheesy. Like I should not have been laughing, but I was. Like it was like a normal person would have been sad and crying. I was like, <laughs> that's what you get. Um, it's just, it's just a no for me. So it, it, this is just not <laughs> just a, a no. It's, this is not, this is not my, my GM. So my likes were a couple of things and my dislikes for everything else. What about you? Um, I liked Nick. Yeah. That's a hard, that's a hard one. Oh to get. gosh. When we get to, when we get to the ratings, I'll explain, but it was hard. <laughs> I just I, looked over guys and her, her hand was just or her face was just buried in her hands. Like, what do I do? I just, I like the dog. <laughs> I like the part where they all gather at the beach. That's cute. Uh, and did they like hear the quarrel? Actually, Nick made a joke in one of these videos I watched about how he was like, well, if I wanted, if I really wanted to be accurate to angels, I would just be singing the whole movie. And then, <laughs> and then we wouldn't, and then it wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> I would have preferred that. I told Jeff at the end, I was like, I would have rather have watched. Nixing. No. I would have rather have watched Grand Isle on repeat. Oh, my God. Than this film. Oh, my God. It that's is. a lot. Because that's when I said I would rewatch over something else that I really hated, too. That's a hard oof. Yeah, I know. I, I just dislike so much of it. There's just the the creep factor from from the get go is just just uh and I was like, okay, so they're supposed to be angels and they're supposed to be like sympathetic, whatever. And I'm trying to wrap my head, trying to put my right. head. It's like into I the, get it, but then they just do it like they overdo so it. And I'm like, well, creepy. now you're just being weird about it's it. So creepy. So yeah, I, I also didn't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about ratings, but we'll start with old Evie. All right. So I will tell you his star rating in after. So his rating was. And remember, his is out of four. Ours is out of five. Yeah. So he talks about the whole movie and he mm -hmm. talks about, you know, he just does his usual ass review. <laughs> Um, but I did. Wait, um, was this actually him? I mean, yes. I know that he was. This was actually him. Okay. So I he did. Still had, like guest writers at yeah. the time. So I did actually take a clump of his off for this one because I thought it was the most relevant portion of Perfect. it for, for us. Mm. Um, so he writes or wrote, past tense, um, there are revelations in the story involving Mr. Messenger and others, Dennis, by the way, mm -hmm. um, that I will leave you to discover. There are also, there's also a surprise development towards the end of the movie that's set up so mechanically that it comes as an anti-climax. Mm -hmm. It's not a perfect movie, mm -hmm. and there are times when Cage seems more soppy and dewy-eyed than necessary, but it has heart, and Meg Ryan convincingly plays a woman who s seemingly has met the perfect soulmate. That was the little clip I took out. 
I, I do agree with all of that. What do you think his rating is before I divulge? 2.5 out of 4. It's not. Am I higher or lower? Lower. Is it a 2 out of 4? It's 3. What? You, it's it's he His gave, is a 3 out of 4? He gave 3 out of 4 stars. Okay, I get I get that. I think maybe he, maybe he had a little wine no, with no, the movie. No, 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 no. Okay, 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 guys. Like... I get it. This doesn't have a bad rating on Rotten I know. I, I get Which it. I don't get. <laughs> like, I do get watch it. Watch it again. No, 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 no. I get it because it's formulaic and obvious to me, and I think it will be to a lot of people. It's still well done. What Everyone is... acts phenomenally. Like, Nick is great. Uh, Meg Ryan is great. His friends great. Like, all the angels are great. Like, it's it's acted well. I think it's just more of our personal preference. I, I felt like the music was a little off. Like, I understand why they were putting that 90s music in because it was 90s. But, like, some of the music was, like, weird to me. But, like, I get it. Like, I get that it is not a bad film like Grand Isle or Humanity Bureau or something like that. Mm. But it is also not I've our somehow jam. seen that three times. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell me your rating or do you want me to go? Um. So... There's a quote that V makes in V for Vendetta when Evie asks if Contra Monte Cristo has a, a happy ending. And he says, as only celluloid can deliver. And I'm like, this is that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will tell you my rating. I wrote it down. I think I changed it. Yeah, I did. I gave it a two. Okay. Tell me why. I, I could not handle fucking anything it was so goddamn creepy the amount of creep in this movie just unsettled me the entire fucking time when i was looking for knickknacks and stuff i came across the cage club podcast uh network's review of the movie um by joey lewandowski and he actually gets to a point in his review and he (laughs) where he just starts (laughs) What does he say? He's like, instead of, and that's why, instead of writing too much about this movie, I'm going to present you with pictures, picture essay I call <laughs> Cage Sitting on Things Looking at Stuff. And it's literally just a bunch of screenshots. Oh my God, I lost it when he was Nick, in the beach. <laughs> when he's just staring, staring. He's like, here he is watching a man read. Here he is watching a surgery. Here he is where Meg Ryan is in oh, a like, bathtub. She is spread eagle in that bathtub. I was like, oh my you lord. You know what she was up to. She kept thinking about them eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Here he is sniffing her. Here, yeah. like, ugh. It was just it's like... It's a lot. It's a lot. Nikki no, sitting on things and staring at play- at stuff. So that's mine, too. I don't like it. Which well, I gave it a two because I saw what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get I, it. I, I wasn't yeah. going to give it a one because... <laughs> It it is not one like what was that movie a uh, t- uh, time to kill it is not that bad mm-hmm. I know I brought it up what about Nick what would you give old Nicky Blue Eyes I gave actually I gave Nick a three because he tried so fucking hard okay he tried so hard okay. and especially after I watched all that shit how how fucking frustrated he was and then how terrified he was mm-hmm. how how he like he gave it he gave it his bestest shot yeah no I agree with that but he still only gets a three. how about you okay so i would like to read the tagline from imdb so like i didn't even look at it to set this up oh no so i didn't even look city of angels an angel on earth a doctor unable to believe a patient with a secret 
A love story made in heaven. It can't be a tagline. It's so long. It's like, so that is long. It's, it's awful. Okay, I guess not tagline, but that is like the description. The, yeah. It's like awful. Okay, so a tagline okay. is, in space, no one can hear you scream. Okay, well, that was theirs. <laughs> That's so bad. So for the movie, I gave it a two and a half. It is good acting. Everyone does their job well, and I know that everyone put in a really great effort. Like, that is not the issue. Nick, uh, like, the camera shots to me were kind of weird because they were trying to do these yeah. shots where it was like, I'm an angel. I've disappeared. I'm, <laughs> I'm an here. angel again. I'm, I'm like looking again. at the side of your face. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. But it it's, and maybe when it came out, I would have been Remember more this dreamy. Overtook like, Titanic. I would have been like, oh my God, I wish an angel would come and like try to fuck me or something. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I would have Ew, said David. that back then. But, like, the music was not my thing. Mm-mm. Guys, I just hate this movie so much. Like, it is just not my jam. This is a Lifetime film. This is a Hallmark film. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with, like, wanting to watch All I Want for Christmas is a Husband. Because that's probably the title of a movie on the Hallmark <laughs> channel. And probably. there's nothing wrong with that. But it is not me. So it was just really Yeah, her so cage I, hands are going. They are. They are. So I'm saying this in that it is, if you like a romance film, I think you will love this because it is very dreamy in that aspect. It's, <laughs> it is dated, but I, I think, like I said, lifetime Hallmark channel mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it is not at all my jam. And I've mentioned other films that I didn't think I was going to like, and I did, but mm-hmm. this one was just like, not for me. Thank you. For yeah. Nick, I gave him a three and a half. Oh, you gave everything 0.5 more than me. I did. I did. I did. Um, because I know, like, I feel like he did do well. He seemed like he a struggling. best he could. He did. He, and, and I don't think the acting isn't the problem in this film. It's just weird to me and I just don't like it. Um, like there, he had his dreamy eyes. He had his stare off into space. It was like, what would it be like to be an angel? What would it be like to fall in love? Like I believed him. I believed everybody. It's just the story and the execution was weird to me. Yes. Agreed. I wait all day just hoping for one more minute with you. And I don't even know you. What do you want to know? Are you married? No. Are you homeless? No. Are you a drummer? Now it is your turn, ma'am. It is your turn for Cajun Roulette. My turn? That time that we thought it would be so Say it every cool. time. Sometimes. All the movies in the spinner. They're good. And sometimes it's cool. And sometimes it's not. Cheers to Nick before. And this is, we got our this backup is, champagne. This is regular Thursday champagne. Mm. I take that. Release the demons. Release the demons. Ooh, and we're going to hit pop. spin. Okay. Let's find out what movie you're going to be doing next. That would be a good one. It is Sunny. Sunny. Oh. This is his like directorial. Was, yeah, he, debut and only. I, I think, think it's only yeah. only directorship he's ever I done. I do actually have this on DVD, so you do have it on DVD. You Vivid. can borrow it from me if you need it, because I feel like this might be something hard to find. Potentially, potentially. We'll find out. All right, so our next episode will be on Nick's directorial debut, Sunny. Sunny. We've made it to the end of yet another film journey with Nick and Out of the Cauldron. Remember to like us and rate us wherever you listen to the show and like and follow us on social media such as Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at The Internal Cauldron. 
You can also shoot us an email at internalcauldron at gmail.com. We're always interested in drink recipes, potential guests, and your ideas. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all for joining us on this Nick experience. And as always, in, in Nick, Nick we, we trust. Please enjoy these fun moments of us preparing for our super professional, 100% authentically researched podcast. Oh, oh, I'm not even fucking plugged in yet, bro. That's what he said. <laughs> with, with, the, with the bro. In the arms of the angel. Ringo and I watched it together. Oh like, he was, he was there. Jeff was too. And he, was awful. he, every time a song came on, he was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was a special one, folks. All the 90s. This is the story of a creepy angel. And his very, very pretty focus. Her name's Meg Ryan, and she's got curly hair. And she also loves him very much, but secretly. Good dogs. Hey, guys.